When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Vader comic issue. Today, we're going to be continuing on with Vader 2020, issue number 13, Sound of Metal. Now, if you haven't been caught up to date here, I have a full playlist in hierarchical order with the Vader comics that I've made for you. And once this issue is done, I will be compiling all of these in order and releasing them in a one to two hour long video, just like I've done in the past. So with all that being said, let's continue with today's issue. Darth Vader, War of the Bounty Hunters, Sound of Metal. Darth Vader is restored. After Exegol, Vader begins to comprehend the full scope and might of the Emperor's power. He must kneel before his master once more, but Vader's son is a threat to his position. Luke Skywalker must die. Now Darth Vader and Ochi travel to Boku the Hutt's lair to pick up Luke's trail, a trail that begins by finding Han Solo. So before we begin right here, I just want to point out this line that I see, but Vader's son is a threat to his position. Luke Skywalker must die. I don't really believe that that's truly what George had in mind for Luke. Luke to die by Vader's hand or for Vader to actually really want to kill Luke as we saw he wanted to turn Luke to the dark side and after you know at the end of Empire Strikes Back he was still trying to reach out to Luke so I don't believe that Vader would after all of this you know just now want to kill his son because he's fearful that Luke will take his position I think he may toy with the idea or maybe that's what he feels he's supposed to do or should do but I don't actually believe that that's ever what Vader fully had intended for Luke to to kill him and, you know, have him not take his position. Anyways, let's continue with the comic and see where this goes. So obviously right here, Vader is having some flashbacks, some moments of different scenes and fights in his life, where here, Obi-Wan is telling him that you can't win Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And Vader is going through these moments in his mind, where he then jumps to him fighting Luke, and he's starting to say so many Jedi tricks, but I see now, old man, you are talking about my son, your hope. So here's something else that I'm not really enjoying too much. They're kind of changing what everything was originally. So when Obi-Wan was talking about, I when you strike me down, I should become more powerful than you possibly imagine. He wasn't talking about Luke. He was talking about, I will transcend into the force and then I'll become extremely powerful because I will just be that, the force. But it's also possible that Vader has it completely skewed and he doesn't really understand what the heck Obi-Wan was even talking about. So that's also a possibility. It then jumps to him remembering Sidious saying he would be a great asset in response to Vader saying that if Luke could be turned, then yes, Sidious says he would be a great asset. 
Vader recognizes that he endured the trial that Sidious had laid before him, and now he believes that he is more powerful than anyone could possibly imagine. So we pick up where we left off, where Vader ignited his saber at Boku the Hutt's lair, and essentially now these Gamorrean guards are trying to fight Vader. He makes quick work of them, and Oshio Bestoon steps in to speak. As Boku the Hutt, aka Jacked Jabba the Hutt, backs down once he sees Vader's might, Vader says, Where is Solo? Boku tells him that Boba has lost Han Solo, and so now another bounty hunter is on the job, sent by Jabba. Boku says Jabba put out a bounty that we've been tracking the hunters who bid it, most headed for Fett's last known location. A crew of droids took off in a different direction. Where? So the location is deep in the heart of Hut space, which is an extremely dangerous place in the galaxy. It's lawless and it's crime-ridden. That being said, when you show up in an Imperial shuttle, they do become pretty afraid. And that's exactly what Boku says. He says, if you show up in an Imperial shuttle, they'll scatter like warts on a hot pan. But if we took my barge? As they head towards the location on Boku's barge, finding the planet and landing there. Z9 City 7, a droid-run pirate repair center and data hub. As they land, Vader gets into a lamb a T4A class shuttle. And when they take off, they actually get sliced by someone, which is a big surprise because Imperial shuttles have really great secure systems that can't be hacked. Vader and Ochi get out and they start to fight these droids that are attacking them. And now these are the droids that we last saw on Mustafar that were actually rolling with Ochi, but it turns out that they kind of sucked. <laughs> Vader beat them and eventually, of course, as Ochi says, he picked the winning side. So now it's him and Vader against the droids that were trying to assassinate him earlier on Mustafar when Vader it was in different various pieces. But then of course, as we see, IG-88, the one and only, shows up to fight. A Holloway Laboratories flute droid armed with pulse cannons, concussion discs, vibroblades, and DAS-430 neural inhibitor. So this is actually a pretty cool fight scene. This is Vader fighting IG-88. And while we know, of course, Vader would destroy any droid, IG-88 is probably the only droid that would mm, at least stand more of a chance than any other droid being. It starts to analyze Vader and say that his uh, structural integrity has been compromised, going on to say that your mechanics were wrecked by your own master, and I remained undamaged in this melee. You continue to function only because you have information I require. Lay down your weapons. To which IG-88 basically says that you can only have this information if you take it from my severed head. So of course Vader says, So be it. So he chops the droid's arm off until IG-88 activates what looks like Vader's chest box, either short-circuiting it or electrocuting him or just shutting it down. Your master's mechanical parts are more sound than I had been led to expect, Ochi of Bestoon, but now I control them. So it actually seems like IG-88 hacked Vader's suit, and this is something that we n I never even thought that this was possible, but uh, if anyone can do this, it would be IG-88 or it would be Tech from the Bad Batch. I propose a revised scenario, Lord Vader, in which I take your head. So now he's got full control over Vader's body, and since Vader is more machine than man, he now has Vader putting his lightsaber to his own throat. As Vader struggles to not behead himself, he says, Who gave you the code to breach my armor? Terms of my employment prevent me from sharing that information. I can only say that as long as I hold this controller. Which of course Vader at that moment 
summons it with the force and no longer is under the spell of IG-88. And in fact, reversing it onto the droid himself, blowing his head up just as IG-88 had tried to do with Vader. Boku orders his droid to fire on Vader and everybody else around. As Vader takes IG-88's hand and uses some sort of a mechanical droid thumbprint, which is actually pretty funny, we find a location in which he was trying to travel. And it seems like they're just dead ends that he was chasing. Nothing about Solo's current... Wait a minute, says Ochi. Isn't that Crimson Dawn? Making their way back to Boku and his barge, Vader threatens him once again, saying, You planned to betray me from the beginning, and yet here you are, when you could have run away. What have you learned? You cannot be defeated, says Boku, but it's more like, As they board the barge, they blast off to space to Coruscant. Now, I always get a kick out of it whenever we see Coruscant in the originals, anytime after the prequels. It's always nice to go back to that planet, even if it's just in the comics. We see IG-88 landing and walking through some gates as he speaks to someone saying that you claimed he was structurally compromised. And then someone in the distance says, I said he was vulnerable and I gave you everything you needed to exploit that vulnerability. He remains too strong. I am terminating our agreement. Fool. No one can defeat him. Exactly. Against him, each one of us is nothing, but he could grow more powerful than the Emperor and still only kill us one at a time. I am merely administrator more, just another cipher in the dark, scorned and forgotten. But if all of us stand together, we will be more powerful than they could ever imagine. Next, the Embaran's Court Unleashed. So next issue, we'll cover these uh, freaking looking dudes who seem to be in their own little covenant and not really sure, but it seems like they are calling themselves the Dark Scorned and Forgotten or something like that. And we have a droid, we have a human, we have a Twi'lek, we have an Embaran, and we have what looks like a Trandoshan, but it doesn't really have the long snout like Trandoshans do. So anyways, that's the end of this comic issue. My thoughts on it, as I like to give you my thoughts always at the very end as to not ruin the enjoyment and the journey. So if you don't care for my thoughts and you just came for the comic explanation that I do, you can turn away now. But if you want to know my thoughts, my thoughts are I'm not really a huge fan of them changing a whole bunch of stuff. So IG-88, I don't know if this is IG-88's full-on death, but in Legends in the EU, IG-88 had like four different versions of himself. So this might be another version. He had four different clones and he would just kind of um, transfer his essence into each one, almost like his programming since he was a droid. Now, now, IG-88 actually got dismantled and died in The Empire Strikes Back. And we see this on Cloud City, and we see him dismantled in pieces. And the legends, the expanded universe story of that is that he was going after Han Solo for the bounty, and Boba got to him and defeated IG-88. So as for him coming back, this might be the other version of IG-88. As I said, there are four, but that's expanded universe, so this might not even be legit. Might not even be true. So, you know, I really enjoyed the Vader 27. 17 comic series. I really, really like that one. This one, it's, I don't know, I don't really enjoy the story as much so far because they're incorporating too much of like the new canon of the sequel trilogy with, you know, um, Eye of the Webbish Bog, which I think is a cool character, but we never really saw. And of course, the Wayfinder and this and that and then Exegol. I just think it's a bit too non-George Lucas. I just don't think it's going along his path of what he had envisioned. And I feel like if Dave Filoni wrote these comics, then it would make a lot more sense for me. I know there are a lot of people out there who love these and more power to you, man. That's great. But for me, I really like the 2017 story. I feel like that was really congruent with what George had in mind, at least somewhat um, more so than what we're getting here, where I feel like they're changing a lot of the things in the original trilogy.
trilogy between episode five and six, which I'm not a fan of. I don't really like the fact that in the beginning title, they say Vader's son is a threat to his position. Luke Skywalker must die. Like, I don't think that Vader ever really wanted to full on kill his son once he found out that Luke was actually his son. He wanted to turn him. And that was when the true conflict happened within Vader more than ever before, because now he's like, well, this is the last piece of Padme that exists and the last piece of Anakin Skywalker, essentially. And this is not going to go exactly how a Sith Lord should make it go, which is to kill him. But it's actually going to just end up being how it ended up in the Return of the Jedi, where Vader, you know, ended up sacrificing himself to save Luke. So anyways, we're going to cover the next issue, of course, issue number 14. But I want you guys to have all of these. And I want you also to know my take on it. I don't want to just cover them and, you know, get the views and that's it. Like, I just I want to I want to be real and give you guys my opinion and all this and that. So hope you enjoyed this. Either way, it's a fun story, whatever, you know, we'll just keep it going. In my opinion, in my mind, this is more legend stuff. And the other stuff, uh, the expanded universe is more canon, but that's in my head canon. So um, you do what you want with all of the information that is out there, all of the canon that's out there. If you're cool with it, more power to you. Enjoy the new stories. If you're not, then enjoy the old stories, whatever. But we can still acknowledge the fact that we got these ones too. So hope you have a great day. Thanks for watching this vid. I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the force will be with you always.